All right, Jorge, we're starting the pilot episode. You ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. Okay, just so you know, we recorded this already, and we went a little long. We wanted to do half an hour. But it was it was episode one, and, and we were ex- so excited. We were excited we're to finally, finally doing this. We been, did a bunch of practice We've been pots. talking about this forever, and yeah. it, it's finally happened. So, folks, uh, thank you for joining us. Enjoy the pilot episode of Monday Morning Homilist. Let's roll. Welcome to Monday Morning Homilist. I'm Father Manny Alvarez. And I'm Jorge Santibanez. Every Monday morning, we dive deeper into the previous Sunday's readings and homilies. And towards the end, we veer off to talk about life and definitely talk a little sports. Enjoy. Right, welcome to episode one. This is happening, Father. We we're finally here. This is gonna go. Li- this is gonna be posted this on the is internet. Actually, going live. Yes, no more trial runs that that only a select few got to hear. And they've been telling us post those, post those. But yeah, we're ready to go. Here we go. So Vamos. welcome, welcome to Monday morning homilist. Uh, obviously, my name is Jorge Santibanez. I'm joined by Father Manny Alvarez, or or the other way around, I guess. Father Manny Alvarez joined by by me. <laughs> It doesn't matter, really. <laughs> we're both here. We're both ready to spread the word of God. So let's do it. Let's do it. So, you know, we're going to start every uh, every Monday with a quick rundown of the homily. I, I actually need this rundown because I went to 1030 with Father Omar, who had a, a beautiful homily, but I actually didn't get to hear your homily. Yeah, because, I mean, it was posted on the internet, but because he had his daughter's birthday, my goddaughter's birthday, and many other things going on, he couldn't see it before we recorded this morning. So here we go. A quick rundown of yesterday's homily. Obviously, yesterday we we heard from uh, Luke's Gospel where what's going on is right after the encounter of Jesus with the disciples of Emmaus, they go back to Jerusalem, tell the disciples that are in Jerusalem what they saw, who they saw. And, and while they're doing that, Jesus appears to them. Kind of like the same dynamic of when Jesus appeared, the disciples in the Gospel of John, Jesus says, peace be with you. And Jesus starts explaining to them the scripture, and at the end, kind of like what, exactly what he did with the disciples of Emmaus, but at the end, he uses a word that Peter uses also in the first reading, which is the word witness. So basically, the crux of my homily yesterday was, what does it mean to be an authentic witness of the resurrection? And I piggyback... Uh, that concept on something that I started talking about in my evening homily last Sunday, which was, in other words, a week ago Sunday, which was we need to be active participants, not only as witnesses of the resurrection, but active participants when we come to encounter Jesus in the Holy Eucharist and to encounter our brothers and sisters in Christ. And and that's something that you know, we'll, we'll delve deeper in the, uh, this morning on the podcast. But What's important is that to be a witness of Jesus Christ, it has to exude from every you know every single pore in our, in, in our body. That we have to always be actively, you know, be witnesses to the resurrection. We have to actively be promoting our faith, actively saying, you know, where where our faith on our sleeve, which so many people do not like to do in public. So, what happens is that. You know, and I mentioned this yesterday because I preached the, the homily that I preached yesterday was in Spanish. I mentioned this yesterday is that so many times we come to Mass and we feel unwelcome. And that's part of it is that when you come to Mass, 
you you want to feel welcome. You want to feel welcome by the people around you. But so many times the people around you, they feel, especially now during COVID, you know, you're sitting too close to me or your mask is wrong or they look at you funny or you have a child and or I can relate to this and they look at you funny because your child is crying or, or fussy. My children never cry. No, they never cry. And they're and super cute. So they're, everyone loves no, them. No, they're cute. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you that. But That's, they, but do we'll, cry. We'll, they but cry plenty. But we'll, we'll delve deeper into that. But the main part is what makes us authentic and active witnesses of the resurrection because you saw that in the first reading when Peter and the and the apostles you know obviously inspired by the Holy Spirit go out to preach this Jesus crucified and resurrected what makes us authentic witnesses of the, of the gospel yeah so you know the readings this week really brought it the if, if you look at all three I mean there there's some hard-hitting uh, there's some hard-hitting language in there particularly the the second reading you know mm. where, where John and you could I don't think he'd get away with saying this today you know no. he says those who say I know him but do not keep his commandments are liars and the truth is not in them so he, I mean again this is hard language he comes out and straight up calls those hypocrites lie calls them what they are liars no you people know, people and, that and that's really what you know so that's the question you know, what makes us authentic Christians. Because so, here, but that was what I, you know, I hit that point hard yesterday. And it was very funny because, uh, and you see how the spirit works. When I woke up yesterday morning, you know, I did all my things and I went out, I went on Twitter and one of my classmates who is a pastor in Jacksonville tweets out that very verse. And he's like, Saint Paul, I mean, St. John is bringing it. He's not mincing words. And I, and I tweeted back. I'm like, dude, I'm using the same exact <laughs> You know, verse in my homily this morning as well. So you can see how the spirit works among the priest. But I used it yesterday because so and, and talking about being active participants in the mass. You know, so many times we come, we come to mass. You know, and and I said it last week. You know, do we come to mass because we want to check off that third commandment? We kept the Sabbath day holy, or because you know it's something we feel obliged to do, or do we come to mass to be radically transformed? By Jesus Christ. More often than not, it's the former, not the latter. For sure. So what happens is, you know, we're there, and and I talked about it uh, this morning when I had mass. You know, uh, a Monday morning on the third mor- on the third uh, Monday of uh, and third uh, Tuesday of Easter, where he, we hear about the story of Saint Stephen and Saint Stephen when he's being persecuted has the face of an angel. And I was telling people, you know, so many times we're drawn to people who have peaceful dispositions, who have joyful dispositions, but we're turned away from people who are angry, who are sour, who are just antagonistic. And so more often than not, the antagonistic, angry people are sitting in my pews and it doesn't draw people and it's not hospitable to people. So I said to the people yesterday, I go, well, if St. John is being direct and St. Peter is being direct in the first reading and and Jesus is being direct in the gospel, let me be direct with all of you. So many times we come to we come to mass, and we have that. Like I said, we have those sour faces, we have those angry faces, and and we turn people off. Father, I don't feel welcome in church. We hear so many times, yep, because people are like that. And so I said, and so I read that, you know, if we, you can't say I know Jesus, I love Jesus, and not keep His commandments, and, and keeping I'm, His commandments and bitter, is loving everyone's. Yeah. yeah, and like you said, they're they're not just in the pews, but they're usually in the front row. <laughs> no, what? no, I'm not calling out anyone in particular, but, no. but they're usually no, but sometimes the most... In their, sometimes in their back row, too, because that's, yeah. where, good, that's where the good Catholics sit. Yeah, but, but they're usually the most, uh, you know, the most visible people in the pews is, is 
Here we go on the first episode. We're, we're ripping just, our push. Pers- you know, pers- if John can be direct, I'm not. Again, I'm not calling out anyone in particular. No, we're not. <laughs> no, but th- but this but, but Jorge, this is so important because we need to draw people to Christ. We need to draw people to the church, and we can't do that if we're constantly making. Oh my goodness! There was a it was a really bad commercial years ago. It appeared. For, uh, I forget what beer they were selling is that that sour beer face yeah you know that people are making that 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 just that sour face when somebody comes near them we don't have the kiss of peace now so they can't complain they like being left alone because of the pandemic we're not doing the kiss of peace so they're loving life right now but what these are the people that when you would go up to them you know and i say give you know let us give each other a sign of peace they'd be like leave me alone yep leave me alone no we're, we're here not as individuals we're here as a community, community. We're here not to just, you know, oh, this is what I do at whatever time we go to Mass on Sunday or Saturday evening, just to check off that third sac- the third commandment. No, we're here to be radically transformed by the Eucharist, by this risen Jesus who radically transformed the lives of the disciples. And yeah, and that's really where this idea of authenticity comes in, you know, and Pope Francis has been speaking about this uh, since, since he became Pope, you know, and one of his biggest encyclicals joy of the gospel is and he calls out those sourpuss faces and <laughs> yeah. i think that's the and we've talked about it in the live chats before it's the first time i think the word sourpuss gets used in a papal document which was which was really fun uh, but even it, the title of the document joy of the gospel yep yep you know but and that's that authentic uh, encounter with christ you know where where i mean christ comes to give us peace christ comes to give us joy christ comes to give us you know everything that is good because that is who God is. Uh, so, so how can we say, you know, and that's kind of the, the rhetorical question, you know, I've had this encounter with Christ. I, I am a Christian, you know, but, you know, I'm sour and I'm bitter. And, and yes, that's part of life. And, and you know, there, there's no avoiding that. But, but you can, you know, go through rough patches. You can go through difficulties. You can go through heartbreak, but still, you know, hold on to that authentic joy. You know? Right, and 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 you're right. There's no, we all go through those moments, and what we have to recognize is that we have a community of faith, a family, that, of believers that are ready to help us overcome whatever obstacles that the Lord throws at us. I mean, the Lord or the life throws at us. The Lord is there to rescue us from those from those obstacles, to rescue us and say. What Jesus said last week three times in the gospel, he says it at the beginning of the gospel today, peace be with yep. you. And, and when we were doing that practice pod yesterday, we may see the light of day. We never know. Um, but that practice pod that we did right after uh, the day Divine after Divine Mercy, Mercy Sunday, uh, I, I, I harped on that word shalom, that word peace that Jesus says to the disciples that kind of calms everything down. And if you're in a situation right now where, where th- you know, the pandemic has, has everybody stressed out, and now we're stressed out, stressed out because everything is, an o- is opening up again, traffic is starting to be a nightmare in Miami again, you know, people, you know, kids are going to school again, people are going back to work, they're not working from home, and so things are, you know, things are starting to get hectic, and so we need that peace. We need that moment to slow down and to listen to those words of Jesus. Jesus, you know, is there, and he's saying to them, you know, it's me. It's not. A, I'm not a ghost. You know, ghosts don't have flesh and bones. Last week, he told Thomas, you know, here, put put your hands in my wounds. And so then he asked him for something to eat. 
Good thing I had breakfast right before coming in here because I was hungry. But, <laughs> but fish? Him, I mean, really? In the morning, I've had fish. You know, listen, when you're roughing, when you're camping, when you're in the Keys, you know, it's it's you know, it's normal. Uh, but but fish, yeah, that that's fine. Uh, but Jesus does that. He, he just wants to sit down with the disciples and, and break open for them the scripture and to give them that peace and to empower them to go out. Now, to go towards the homily that you heard yesterday, because I heard it as well, but at, later on in the day, Father Omar's homily, where he talked about the urgency of preaching the gospel. For sure. Yeah, and that's and that can't just be left to to you guys, you know, to to the priests in on on the you know on Sunday where where people are coming in for an hour, and that's really what what John is calling out in that in that second reading for us today. You know, if if we're gonna say you know I know Christ, that should be evident in everything that we do, you know, in in everything that we say and in, in how we live our lives. We should be proclaiming the gospel, and and doesn't mean that we have to be out there, you know explicitly using the language and the words but you know like that old song you know that the, they shall know we are christians by our love you know? i don't like that song. i don't like the song but but there's you know <laughs> my but senior boss in seminary he <laughs> had like a no song list because it was so but point taken Go you know ahead. The, there's something to there's something to the the spirit of that song is you know we should be able to to look around you know and and say and, and that's that authentic that authentic joy that where it says Wow, that person has something. There, there's something special there. Oh yeah, and I no. want that. You know, and, and as priests, we see that constantly in our people. You know, and and I think it was John Paul II who said, you know, in, in the work of evangelization, you know, Jesus should be the last word. You know, mm -hmm. be, because what what should attract people is that encounter, that that lived encounter that that we see in other people, and that that is just so beautiful that that other people look at us and say, wow. Look at how they are living their life. Look at how they are, you know, managing whatever they're going through. Look at how, you know, they're going through their day-to-day -day with such joy. And, such. And, and again, it's not that, you know, everything's happy-go-lucky and, and, you know, bows and rainbows. There is difficulty. There is challenge. But, you know, to, to speak to your point, Christ gives us that peace. You know, and mm -hmm. if we've had that encounter with Christ, that peace should be pouring out, literally pouring out of our pores. You know, so attracting people, you know, and that's that urgency of the gospel that that Father Omar spoke about. You know, that urgency of preaching, that urgency of, you know, yes, we've had we we know Christ, and we want to we can't keep that to ourselves. You know, Pope Benedict, beautiful beautiful line. You know, when you've had this encounter of the gospel, you cannot. He didn't say you shouldn't. He said you cannot keep it to yourself. It must. Be shared. Look at you quoting three popes this morning. There My you go. Goodness. Episode one. We're, we're, we're off and running. But now, usually, more often than not, Jorge's going to be asking questions to me, but I have a question for him because that authentic joy, you know, okay, so how do we apply it to our lives? And the majority of people who will be listening to us are not priests, but people that are that are married and living married lives. So, my question, George, is this is that yesterday I was over at his house because it was, it was Lexi's birthday, my goddaughter's birthday. Or it's tomorrow, but we were cutting the cake yesterday, and I always, I always, you know, delight that Jorge and his and his wife Angie and she. Here we go. We name dropped her there in the first episode. She's gonna say she's gonna text us both. I hate I you. I hate you both. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. But I delight whenever you know something's going on in the house, you know, and the in-laws and the parents are are there are there bickering about something, and 
Jorge and, and Angelica lock eyes and there's an unspoken communication going on there. Even when they're, they could be agreeing about something, they'll be angry at each other. But I've noticed that that, that, that unspoken, unspoken language is there. Now, when it comes to marriage, how does that authentic joy, how does that authentic witness translate to the sacrament of marriage? Oh, man. Bring, bring in the... Hey, man, you brought it. three you're popes. Bringing I'm bringing a question about married life. Here we go, because the celebrate priest can't answer this question. No, it, and it's a, it's a great question, you know, but God, where do I start? You know, that's, that's a whopper right there. Folks, this wasn't scripted. It was I just not. totally threw that not. out there. We are. I, he wanted to segment this. I go, no, no, this needs no, to be a free-flowing is... conversation. The Holy Spirit, and literally the, two minutes the... ago, I go, when you're talking, I go, I need to ask him about this. This is so, the real stuff. This come is on, the real quick stuff. quick stalling. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you, uh, again, how does this translate to marriage? Do I, where do I start? It's that, again, that encounter where, and, and not just in having this personal encounter with Christ, but, you know, we entered into a sacrament. And when we got married, we said Jesus is at the center of this, of this relationship. So it's not just, again, that personal encounter with Christ that, that we each need to have, that we each must have, you know, that we need to nourish in prayer and, and the sacraments, but the encounter with Christ through our spouse, you know, where, yeah, we're going to fight and we're going to be upset with each other and we're going to occasionally say nasty things and yeah, that's part no. of no yeah that's part of married life you know we're, we're gonna say we're gonna drive each other nuts i'm the saint jesus no i'm just kidding Stop. just kidding <laughs> uh, you know but recognizing that number one you know christ is there and and christ is always there and no matter what we go through you know that's never going to change you know and and number two my role as a spouse is as the head of your family is is to you know lead them to salvation you know mm-hmm. to, to lead them you know to 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 that encounter with christ and and ultimately to lead them to heaven not just i mean most importantly my wife as her spouse but also like you said my my children and, and everyone that i encounter you know so so it's living out what we've been talking about in, in that day to day but also, as part of that married married relationship, it's holding, you know, in a, in a, in, and it's not just in marriage, because in friendships, uh, because you and I have a friendship where you could hold me accountable and said, Father, you know, because everybody around here, it's the pastor, you know, but you can walk into my office and say, Father, I, you know, this, I don't think the way that you're handling this is the right way. Shouldn't we try it this way? For sure. When you are in your behind closed doors, in your home, with your wife. This this phrase from St. John, you know, says, you know, I know him, but you're doing something else. When you are in a loving relationship, you could hold that person Absolutely. accountable even more. Absolutely. And and it's not just hold the other person accountable, but it's the willingness to and be held versa. accountable. Yeah. You know, and, and having the humility to say, yeah, I'm, I'm wrong. And and thank you for you know, calling me out on that. You know, because you're you're building me up because your your role as uh, as my spouse is is to you know get me to you know to heaven so, mm-hmm. and I'm not perfect and I, and I will but and, but that's the whole thing uh, and no one is no I, I, the crux of marriage is to get your spouse into heaven that's it 
you know, that's, that's, and, and we do, we had four weddings this weekend and God bless all four of them. And, you know, and we had four of the previous weekend because we were backed up, but we did, we can't, we postponed 49 weekends last year because of pandemic and now we're catching up on them and, and God bless them. You know, they're faithful. They're doing it now because it's important to them. But what we all try to communicate to these couples, you know, our wedding coordinator to our priests, to whoever, whatever priest comes in to marry them or ourselves that uh, Father Homer and I, when we marry them or witness her marriage is to communicate to them that this love needs to be shared, that this love needs to be continue to grow, and that that love needs to be anchored in Christ Jesus, because if it's not, there's no marriage. The same thing with our relation with God. That's what St. John is talking about. You can't say, I know him, if, you're, if your life is not anchored in the love That's of it. Jesus Christ. That's it. You can't say, I know him, if you are ignoring the people around you, not being hospitable in church, and that kind of tra- you know transitions us yep. into what we're in the bulletin this weekend. For sure, and, and, have- and that's really you know I was I was gonna you know you hit me with a hard question, so I was yeah, going go. to hit you with a hard question Shoot. too, you know, because oh, we got to be fair here. <laughs> it's not just being anchored in in Christ Jesus, but it's being nurtured in a community. Yes, yeah, so we're a body of Christ. So you know, and I'm just looking through this uh, through this bulletin again. You know, I and to be honest, I read this on like Tuesday before Sunday so so I need a, a quick refresher you know but but you talk about participating you know again active participation you know being being welcoming being in community so you know you said how does that translate to married life so as our pastor as our as our leader here you know how do you see that translating to community that's where i hit the mass the, the 12:30 mass hard yesterday on that question because when you when you put that question how do we how are we active participants when you put that question right next to that bible verse from the second letter of the uh, the first letter of second chapter of the first letter of john <laughs> getting all mixed up there when you put that question there and G, and and saint john says you cannot say i know him and not be an active participant you cannot say that I know him and come to church and just say, yeah, and just here and Father, wrap it up because I have, you know, I have brunch at the at the Fontana or at the Biltmore, you know, and and, and I'm going to be late for my reservation. Or Father, I have to go to Publix, or you know, because people so off so often people are like worried about what happens next. Yep. It drives me nuts when people walk out, and I've, I've mentioned this the last two Sundays. I'm mentioning again in the podcast when you receive the Holy Eucharist. Stay there and give thanks to the Lord for receiving such an incredible gift. It is the most important thing that you receive all week. It drives me and it drives your priest. If you're listening to this in other parishes or other dioceses, it drives your priest up a wall. When people do do what's called drive-through communion, okay, where they receive the communion and they walk right out the door. Now, listen, there are people who are caretakers that they left their husband or their wife that's sick at home. That I perfectly understand. But I don't have 20 of them at every single Mass that walk out, you know, as it is here. You know, and it's, and it's sacrilege. Because you were just, I, you just said the body of Christ. You said amen. amen. I believe it is so. That is Jesus in body, soul, and divinity. But I'm not going to take Two minutes, two three minutes, <laughs> not even two seconds. You just walk right the door to 
wait because oh, I don't want to hear the I don't want to hear the announcement. I could care less what's going on in the parish, and that goes back to the active participation For part because sure. today we're starting ministries in the parish. And welcome goes, back. Yeah, I know, and it goes back to being an authentic part of the body of Christ. But you're breaking that communion immediately, and so do you really know Him if you are just walking out? Do you really know him if you're tuned out? Because another part, another part is, and this is the, the second tier of the people, the second tier of the people that you know of communion, not that just the ones that walk out, but the ones that position themselves in the vestibule by the door. Great story I have from St. Brendan. St. Brendan, when I was there in 2005, 2006, the, the, the parking lot is on the side of the church, the Columbus parking lot, the Columbus side. So nobody walked out the front door of the church. The front door of the church, was reserved, I always said, was reserved for brides and, and funerals. So many times I would go and I would greet the people outside the side door of the church. But I remember one day at a, at a morning mass, it was a 9 o'clock, I believe it was a 9 o'clock uh, Spanish mass, and I had been there three or four months, and I would notice, Jorge, I kid you not, 40 to 50 people, it was a large area that was behind the last pew before that door, that you could stand by. And so one day I finished purifying the vessels on the altar. Before I said, let us pray, I walked down from the altar, turn my, my wireless mic on, and walk over to that side of the church. And people are like going, what is Father What's doing? What's happening? He hasn't given us the final <laughs> blessing. And I go, look around and I say in Spanish, I go, todo está bien, everything okay? I go, is there special la carreta today at breakfast that I don't know about that you guys are running towards? I'm like, what's the hurry to leave? I mean, Jesus said it on Holy Thursday. Could you not spend one hour with me? So to go back to your original question, as your pastor, you know, we see this, and not only me, but the other priests as well. Look at how Father Father Uko and Father Stephen rejoice at the end of every Mass that they celebrate, you know, because people are coming back to church after the pandemic. So it kills us when people are not actively participating, when they are not singing, which is a trait of the church's little flower. This is why we print the, the, the songs in the bulletin and, you know, and put them on and the post them online and yeah. post them online for the other masses that may sing different songs so that you can actively participate in the mass. And so that's how to go back to the, the, the first word that I mentioned in the homily yesterday and the first word we mentioned today. That's how we become authentic witnesses of the gospel, by actively participating, by reminding ourselves that we are part of a community. We do not come to Mass by ourselves, even though we may walk in by ourselves, if you come by yourself. You're not by yourself. First of all, Jesus is there. And second of all, there's a community of faith who loves you. There's a pastor who loves you. There are people who there who may not know you who love you but let yourself be known i know it's hard now because we're not interacting and all this stuff but when this blows over let yourself be known let yourself when you go to mass let yourself be transformed by jesus christ amen and you know father before we wrap here and, and i don't know how much time we'll have to get into uh you know, into the second segment of our podcast here uh but you know, you started your column this weekend with that great line from the Exalted, right? Let this building shake with joy. You know, and yesterday you sent me a video from the 2000 Orange mm. Bowl uh, or in the Orange Bowl game uh, between FSU and Miami. You know, and it was the FSU Miami game from 
I want to say October of 2000, where FSU was ranked first. That's right. Coming off the 1999 national championship, Miami was you no know, sorry coming you no know, coming off. No, this was 2000. Going after the 1999 yep. national champion, Miami had lost to Washington, and we had not been FSU in several years. Yeah. You know, so, so you sent me that video and I mean, it just took, I was 15 at the time and, and I remember it like yesterday. You were there. I was there. The play that I sent you was, we were down, we had, we had been up in that game and then uh, Ken Dorsey, who was in his first year, unproven, throws, and I love Vern Lundquist is on the call. Uncle Vern says he throws to the backup tight end, future pro bowler. Yeah. Jeremy Shockey. Yep, the backup. The know, backup the tight former. end. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and that building, if you've ever been in the Orange Bowl, shakes whenever something big happens. Absolutely. And, so, and, and you know, and I, I texted you right back, and I said, oh, wow, yeah, I was I was there, and I remember that. And, and I, remember I don't know I if I actually wrote it to you, but I said, you know, if we were afraid of that place you know, collapsing when something big happens, not just the touchdown, but then, you know, was that wide right three? I think, I think that was, was wide, wide right yeah, because then Wacky came back, and that was then was wide right three. I mean, that place was shaking, shaking with joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so you know, it was uh, kind of divine providence then that you know I came to mass yesterday and I opened up the bulletin and and I hadn't again I, I read this on Tuesday when you sent it to me or or Monday when I when you sent it to me. Uh, so I open the bulletin again, and the first line I, I read is, uh, you know, let this building shake with joy. I'm like, ah, oh, it's wow, a line from there's... the exalted. <laughs> we, when we celebrate the resurrection, when we celebrate the mass, and we're here on Sundays to celebrate the resurrection, that's why we're here on Sundays. We are supposed to make that building that, shake absolutely. with joy. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, yesterday I was walking around the back of the church with uh, with MJ because he was fussy. He was fussy, and, mm-hmm. and I didn't want him screaming all throughout the mass. Uh, and I obviously never been. To the garden in the back of the church while mass is going on but i'm i'm just walking around the block with him and i could hear the organ mm-hmm. going full blast and i was like wow you know if we can have the orange bowl you know, on on the verge <laughs> of near collapse you know because because uh, someone missed a field goal you know then how much more should we have you know this building you know shaking with absolute joy because jesus christ is here absolutely but that was a pretty sweet game. It was absolutely. <laughs> but I, I would I would long for that again. Yeah, I know. In a heartbeat. <laughs> but but to go back to the building shaking with joy, it's what we felt. I make the analogy. If you've never been to an Easter vigil, when we sing the Gloria at the Easter vigil, that's how it feels. That's the exuberant, the same exuberance you felt when Jeremy Shockey scored that touchdown, and when that field goal went wide right, and two years later when it went wide, wide left. left. Yeah. I you was know, there for that one too. Yeah, I was I was in my first parish in in, in St. Agnes and. You know, it is, it, that's how we feel. And that's how the Christians should be able to share the joy of the resurrection, not only outside the walls, but inside those walls, to be able to make that building shake with joy. So it was a busy sports weekend. I'll say. We had... Uh... We had three games going on wait, Simul- almost simultaneously. simultaneously yesterday. Um, we had the the Marlins were playing. Then at 3 o'clock, the Heat were playing on national TV. And Inter-Miami, the soccer team, was playing and somehow was able to manage to see all three. You, you saw all three. I 
You know me. You saw the baseball game. I'm a baseball junkie, so that takes... Right, forget about yesterday's game. Talk that... about Saturday's game, because you and I were texting back and forth. It was an epic game against the Giants. And Sandy Alcantara, again, another dealing, solid pitch. Dealing. dealing, but somehow needs to get through the seventh inning. And this team, it happened last week, just keeps coming back. Now, I'm going to stop right here because last week we did a practice pod. And I'm going to have Jorge play for you right now what we said about Adam Duvall. You had to go there. <laughs> at last week's practice pod. So, I have a beef with our lineup. Uh, we brought in Adam Duvall, who used to kill us when he was with the Braves. Dude hasn't done anything. But you knew that was going to happen with Duvall. Yeah, I mean, his, his, he's, yeah, he's, he's, a Marlin, he's a Marlin killer. So, when he comes so to he's going to be a Marlin killer even in a Marlin's uniform. Can you believe I, we said that? I, can I take it back? I, I, you know, so during the entire week... If this ever gets to Adam Duvall, I'm very sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> we, we love you, Adam Duvall. <laughs> although you went over yesterday. But anyways... Uh, and I'm doing this as reverse, again, to reverse jinx, because we, every time he would come up to bat and do something good, we were like, we, we did the same thing. He stinks. We don't, we don't want him on this team. Cut him. Send him back to the minors. You know, whatever. And without fail, big hit. Big hit. So it's like, we're doing that all week, but, but the coming back twice. Twice. On, I mean, that was an ama- amazing game. I mean, have you ever had such an intense April no, with this Baseball team, game? never. Not just not just a series, but a, a game. No, and, and you know, I, I was on Twitter. I was scrolling through Twitter after, and how awesome was it to see the fans just going nuts? Well, yeah, I got, leaving, a, I got a video of it. Yeah, you know, not, not well, not just in the seats, but but you know, st- as they're walking out of the stadium, you know, to still be amped up. I mean, no, I haven't. We haven't seen that in base in Miami baseball since the, the World time. Series. Now. We have to talk about, I mean, I, I haven't checked everybody else because I've been a little busy, but who my money, the rookie, in the, you know, the, the leader in the clubhouse rookie of the year is Jazz. Jazz Rado. Jazz, Jorge and I on Saturday are ready to go out and dye her hair blue. You know, my parents would have disowned me and Jorge's wife probably would have left him, but, you know, we... It is my favorite color, so... It, it, it's an, you know, what he... I, that, wear, I wear a lot of blue, so it might do, match. and so... I was I, I commented this I texted this to you I go I have not and I tweeted it I had not seen that much energy in the dugout and him asking the crowd to get into it you know since Jose absolutely and it's April what was it's that seventeenth that was April that was on April seventeenth yeah. we're, we're so fourteen games into the season we're at five hundred or we 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 got to five hundred on that game but it was just so incredible to watch that that team coming back in the ninth inning and then trailing again in the 10th and then coming back and then Jorge Alfaro getting off the schneid and and it was just such an incredible game and speaking of comebacks you I can't believe you didn't watch this I think I father Omar had the 530 master so I was able to go back and see uh the end of the heat game he had had some trouble last week again on the practice pod last week, we're, we're extolling the virtues of the Heat. And here they are. I believe they're sitting at the seventh seed right now as we record this. And that this year, if, you, you're, if you're not the seventh, if you're not the sixth seed, you have to do a play-in game or right. some crazy thing the NBA came up with. But for them to be Brooklyn, and yes, they were shorthanded. And they didn't have Harden. They didn't have uh, Durant came out in the first quarter. But for Bam to hit a 
buzzer beater. I was I remember I was the I was first getting, of his career. First if of his I career. remember correctly. Yeah, no, and there was a lot of people in that building, and we were saying in the first segment, let this building shake with joy. I mean, I don't know how many built people were in attendance in the American uh, Airlines Arena uh, yesterday, but it was. I mean, you could feel the energy through the through the television screen. It was it was great. Now you want to talk about spring game. You want to talk about practice. You practice, want to talk practice. practice. You want to talk about practice. I mean, where's the, where's the Allen Iverson uh, practice uh, sound dump? <laughs> we don't have one yet, but we'll get one. We'll Go get ahead. there. We'll get it. But yeah, Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. Saturday morning. I'm just flipping through it. And I mean, there's nothing flipping better. Flipping through. You prepared yourself for, you were like all week. Well, I, I had to flip through to, to find it. Find the ACC you know, network. I don't, you know, but. There's nothing sweeter, through. you know, than, than. You see the football field with the giant U at the yeah, 50 yard line. Yeah, it was beautiful on on your TV. And I mean, it just now glorious. tell me, tell us about because I haven't finished. I saw the beginning of it, and then I had a wedding. So tell us about Jake Garcia. Jake Derek Garcia, King still injured. Go ahead, uh, still injured, but he was he was looking good and took over play calling there in the in the fourth quarter. Oh, I got to see this. He now. he took over the headphone and and led and called to. Two touchdown drives. Can you call our defensive plays this year? Oh, sorry, that was low. We went there. I, I was really low. <laughs> Yikes! I'm sorry. Well, supposedly Manny's calling. No, no, D I, this year, I'm, so I, that's fine. And and the thing is that Manny works three miles from this office, so it's like, <laughs> come, hey, if he wants to come knocking, we'll no, we'll Manny, him. Manny always have a. <laughs> we, we we we're installing a third mic in the studio today, so. We're always welcome to come and join us, but but Jake Garcia, the yeah. real deal, at least got the the makings of it. This kid's what eighteen? Yeah. And yeah, now I have impressive. to say this because of our principal sister Rosalie. Going back to baseball, when the the Marlins game ended, probably around eleven ish, something, something like that. Like that. I know you were you know, way past my wife, bedtime. You're way past your bedtime, <laughs> but your wife was out uh, having dinner with a friend, so you. That's why you were texting me nonstop. So I said, I'm gonna go. To, I'm gonna flip to the Padres Dodgers game. All three of those games were just tremendous, and that. Second game ended on that, you know, it was it was a one nothing game. Padres had two men on, and they had this crazy hit into the gap in center field, and Mookie Betts comes out of nowhere and makes this diving catch. So it's a walk-off catch every single game. And and those are the two teams. Los Angeles, I believe, is 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 twelve and twelve and four or something like that. Uh it's the flip side of what my Yankees are are right now. I mean, for everybody to know, I just want to get this out there. I'm a huge Marlins fan, but I grew up a Yankee fan. Ooh. So so right now, I am not in a good place when but it comes... But in the head-to-head. In the head-to-head. In the, in the, in the, in, I do confess, in the 2003 World Series, I rooted for the home team. The only, okay. way, the only reason I forgive you. I know. I rooted for the home team. I have my <laughs> Marlins championship jersey and championship gear from that year. But... The Dodgers are just playing. Dodgers are thirteen and three. Thirteen and three, and they're first in the West. And what is the record of my Yankees? Uh, let's see. Your Yankees are a beautiful five and ten. Right see, now. this is where I wish Mr. Steinbrenner was still alive, because you know there would be scorched earth in New York this morning, because the flip side of this on is, April nineteenth. On April nineteenth, <laughs> the flip. By the way, they got off to a start like that in nineteen ninety eight. And ended up winning the World Series. I'm just letting. I'm just putting it out there. Not that same record, but got off to a very slow start and ended up winning 100 games. So they could figure out. They have the talent for sure to figure it out. And you know, so, but 
it'd be scorched earth. The flip side, the bizarro side of it is, is that the New York Knicks have reeled off like four, five, six games in a row. And everybody in New York is flipping out. It's like, do we want to sacrifice the Yankees <laughs> for, for the Knicks? Knicks? And listen, that... I a grew up a Yankee a fan. Yeah, I grew up a Yankee fan because of my grandfather and because I was a team that was before you were born. That was a team that was played here in South Florida because we didn't have a team. For sure. So you know, I'm there and I'm thinking, my goodness, the people in New York are like, well, do we sacrifice one for the other? And as Heat fans, we we despise the Knicks, so we don't want. No, no, no. We want the Knicks doing bad. Let the Yankees. You know, they're in another league. Let them figure it out. But. A lot of sports this weekend. Enter Miami. Uh, started off so good. Here we go again. And and it felt like a game from last year. We're, we're, I, this, I thought this I is thought, gonna be another Adam Duvall moment, isn't it? I hope so. <laughs> no, but the thing is they don't they don't play again till till this weekend. So No, but here we are, you know. Uh, hopefully let, let's no, so let's rip them. Let's rip them. I don't care. Because started off with promise. And, you know, the members of the call will, will probably chime in because they know more about soccer than I do. And say, yeah, no, the goalkeeper, oh my goodness. I don't want to get there because it started, again, last year, games started off with promise. You have hope. They build up hope. And then something crazy happens and they lose the match. So that's that was a weekend in sports. Uh, Jorge, the draft is a week from Thursday. So next week, we're going to talk about the draft. Okay. Next week, that's a teaser. It's called the tease. We're going to talk about the draft. And on Sunday. So I got to watch the draft. Well, you don't, I mean, you do, see, here's the thing that I, that upsets me is that Jorge doesn't have the same passion for our Miami Dolphins. I mean, I, I, no, you, I you root for I them. I root for them, but no, I'm, I'm a, I'm also, a baseball guy. I'm I know, I, no, I know, but you, also you didn't work for them. I did not. <laughs> so, but, but, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the draft and then this coming Sunday is the Academy Awards and, uh. So we got a lot of ground to cover. We got a lot of ground to cover. I saw one movie last night. We'll talk about it next week. And and I'm I'm gonna see another one tonight, and because I haven't finished seeing all the best picture nominees, but uh, it's a weird, just a weird year. And uh, this morning we were geeking out because there was a helicopter on Mars. On Mars, the first manned or the first powered flight on a on another it's planet. Kind of like a Wright Brothers moment. Yeah. Well, they evidently renamed the field Wright Brothers Field up there. They did in Mars. Well, yeah. I didn't see that because I you know I believe that was the first text I sent to you this morning. Yep. Because I went on Twitter the first thing, you know, after doing my prayers, and I'm like, wow, we did this this morning? That, that, and that's pretty remarkable. The, the things that they're doing is just, it's just amazing. So a lot of, lot of things that we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, folks, we want you to share this with others. If you are listening to us through through Apple Podcasts, through Spotify, uh, I forget the name of the, of the app that we're using. It's called Pod, Podbeam. Podbeam, you know. It's also on our my my parish app on our on our um, on our parish app. If you are on on Apple Podcasts, if you're on Spotify, rate, subscribe, review, share, and Jorge, how can people reach us? So that email is going to be podcast at cotlf Podcast at cotlf So if you've got any comments, questions, anything you want to hear us talk about, feel free to submit those ideas. And you said this, and we said this in episode zero that uh, if you have, you know, the reason behind this is if people have questions, follow-ups, if they something, you know, that they want to go us to go deeper in the homily. If you if you email us on Sunday night, we read it on Monday morning. We usually record this right after I, I celebrate the morning mass at eight o'clock on 
on Monday morning. And again, we're still tinkering how fast we can get this out to you. So please be patient with us the first couple of weeks. And, and we're still waiting for a jingle. So I don't know what jingle we use this morning. We use the Monday night football uh, and our practice for one. episode zero. For episode and it zero. sounded awesome. It's, how cool was that? No, but the thing is, I just want everybody <laughs> to know that came in post production because if that would have been in my ear and I would have had to talk coming out of that music, I would have been wigging out because you'd, been, you'd be starstruck. I'd by be the music. starstruck because that music is just like <laughs> just like we're, now we're, gonna, we're we'll be rotating between the the homily segment and the sports segment. We're going to be rotating different theme songs from different sporting. Uh, events from different sports and, and, and networks. So that's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. But since this is a Catholic podcast, it's only proper that we finish with a prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, pour forth your Holy Spirit to inspire me with these words from Holy Scripture. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him if, of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? Romans 10, verses 13 through 15. Stir in my soul the desire to renew my faith and deepen my relationship with your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, so that I might truly believe and live the good news, open my heart to hear the gospel, and grant me the confidence to proclaim the good news to others. Pour out your Spirit so that I might be strengthened to go forth and witness of the gospel in everyday life through my words and actions. In moments of hesitation, remind me, if not, if not me, then who will proclaim the gospel? If not now, then when will the gospel be proclaimed? If not the truth of the gospel, then what shall I proclaim? God, our Father, I pray that through the Holy Spirit, I might hear the call of a new evangelization to deepen my faith, grow in confidence to proclaim the gospel, and boldly witness to the saving grace of your Son, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.